0: Hello everyone, Richard Tubb here. Welcome to Tub Talk Live. I'm Richard Tubb. I'm at home in the studio garage of Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. And this very special edition of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants, is screen- streaming live across YouTube, across LinkedIn, across Facebook and Twitter today with our very special guest, Ben Spector. Now Ben is an ex-managed service provider owner turned project manager for Zementum, where he uses his experience of running an MSP to shape the development roadmap of the Zementum platform from an MSP's perspective. Now, if you've not come across Zementum before, it's a sales acceleration platform built exclusively for managed service providers. The Zementum platform combines pipeline management, proposal, quote builder, sales automation, and much more, more on that shortly. Think of it as an all-in-one sales solution for MSPs. So today, Ben is joining us to talk about his journey in the MSP world and to give you advice on how you can accelerate your MSP sales. Now, if you're joining us live, we would love to hear from you. So give us your feedback and questions uh, to Ben in the comments. I'll make sure to pause regularly and ask Ben your questions. And if you're listening to this on the podcast or the replay, well, Where were you when we were live? We're having a great time. You can follow me on social media at Tubblog to make sure you don't miss any future Tub Talk Live episodes. I want to give a big shout out and a thanks to the team at Fresh Productions for supporting us in going live today. If you need help with your virtual or in-person MSP event, then Fresh are the people to go to. With that said, Ben, welcome to Tub Talk Live. Where are you joining us from today? Thank you. Uh,
1: joining from very, 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 very hot Weybridge in Surrey, um, in, in my partner and I have just moved flat. This is our new study. Um, I had in mind a, a very academic-looking bookcase behind me, but before I could do that, he managed to order a Peloton bike, um, which uh, <laughs> is not quite the the background I had in mind for these kind of calls.
0: Well, it shows you are a, a fit guy, keeping your healthy body and mind and everything. I've just got a load of books in the background here. so <laughs> uh,
1: I haven't touched it once, other than helping him put it there. <laughs> Believe me, I haven't touched it
0: let's jump in for for those in the industry who haven't had the pleasure to meet ben spectre yet and i would encourage you when we're going back on the road soon hopefully getting out there if you get a chance to meet ben in person you really should but before joining zementon you used to run an msp business right can you give us a potted history of your journey in the msp business so far
1: Sure. So I, mean, I I started in IT entirely accidentally in about 2008, um, kind of dropped out of university uh, and wasn't really sure what to do. So ended up doing bits of IT consulting. And there, there comes a point I think a lot of people watching will probably relate with, which is you, you go in to consult on a project. But then you can never really disconnect from that client. You know, you forever end up fielding the support questions going forwards, even though it's not really part of the scope of of what you went in to do. So naturally, that consulting pivoted towards managed services so that I could continue to deliver um, the support experience after doing the the consultancy projects. Um, And so I was doing that um, for, for the last 10, 12 years. And we picked up uh, AutoTask in about 2014, QuoteWorks in about 2015, HubSpot in 2017. So, and then various other kind of peripheral tools along the way. And I think what what it really occurred to me was that what I enjoyed doing the most in my MSP actually wasn't the technical projects and it certainly wasn't sales. You know, if there's one thing I know a hell of a lot about, it's uh, the pain of trying to sell IT services to small businesses. Uh, um, and actually, w- what I was really enjoying doing was focusing on the tooling and the processes within my MSP, You know, just automating the hell out of everything. Um, so I guess it was quite natural in a way that after you know, leaving the MSP, doing the project delivery and stuff, that actually joining um, a vendor that's, that's solving a very real problem. Um, I guess, yeah, it, it was an obvious choice, really.
0: Yeah. So for people who are not familiar with Zementum, how would you describe what they do?
1: Oh, good question. I mean, our CEO, Shruti, is uh, trying to forge an entirely new category in the MSP space, um, which I think we've gone with sales acceleration as a name for that. Um, Obviously, you've got your marketing tools, things like HubSpot and Infusionsoft that sit at the top of the funnel to the middle of the funnel and help you get from the point at which um, somebody first gets in touch with you, or maybe they subscribe to your blog through to the point where you actually – Sales qualified them. Maybe you've identified the need, and you, you you've actually got a solid opportunity there. But what happens then? You know, and the PSAs are great at picking up from the point at which you have a client that's ready to continue on that journey, and they're great at managing the ticketing and you know all your contracts and your billing and support and management. But there's this enormous gap between identifying the opportunity. And, well, putting it bluntly, getting a contract signed. And so what Zementin does is it really elegantly fills that entire space from the point at which, you know, prospect put their hand up and said hey I'm, i think i'm ready for a quote and even if they're not sure what that quote is for yet you know using zementum you can take them through the assessment process you can do that high level kind of do you have multi-factor authentication enabled is there cloud backup you know, just just go through that high level assessment to broadly qualify the opportunity a bit better but also to present the results to them in a really dynamic and engaging way then we can evolve that sales assessment into to a quote if, if it's for a, a very straightforward need, or maybe a much longer form proposal if it's for a, a juicy managed service contract. Um, and then once you've got them through the proposal stage, it helps you get that actually signed off. It's got an e sign and then. Um, It also helps to continuously re-engage the customer with the sales cycle on an ongoing basis. Um, I think the the term QBR, quarterly business review, some people now seem to, if you're a member of Tech Tribe, they're definitely going for the TBR, technology business review. Um, All credit to you guys, because I think TBR is a better term for it. But it's, it's something that comes with a certain level of maturity within your MSP, and I think a lot of the smaller MSPs are beginning to understand the value in that QBR process and how it it helps to do two things. It it realigns the client with some kind of a roadmap and it re-engages them with that sales process. Um, And so Zementum also helps you with that re-engagement cycle, getting them through the QBRs. We've got templates there to help structure them to Um, to hold you accountable, but also to hold the client accountable and
0: remind them that once in a while they might need to get their wallet out. You know, IT isn't a one-hit wonder. (laughs) No. So to call Zementum a quoting platform, it's probably not very fair at all. Don't is it? you
1: dare! Very rude. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so you know it's it's so much more than a quoting platform. Um, and and I think one of the real difficulties we're having with communicating quite how much Zementum does is because we've been unfairly put into this quoting platform box because the you know a lot of the platforms out there you know like Tech Drive and the communities they don't have a box that's big enough to 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 really label everything we do. I mean, Shruti's probably going to have my head later because she hates labels in general. But yeah, you know, it, it's a sales acceleration platform, really. Qu- quoting doesn't do it justice.
0: No, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on TubTalk Live to talk about it because I love technology that is disruptive to this industry. Disruptive in a positive way, I should say. Don't like chaos for the sake of it. But I really see Zementum, you know, it's we do like to label things, don't we? But it doesn't quite fit in that box. It's not just a quoting tool. It's much more than that. And it is a sales accelerator. So I want to talk a little bit more about that as we go forward. But before we do, I'm fascinated to know, how did Ben Specter end up working at Zementum?
1: I don't really know, to be honest. Um, it, it, it was one of one of life's little mysteries, really. Um, I, you know, after I left my MSP in about October last year, um, I, I didn't really know what to do. So I, I took up an interim sort of technical director role at another MSP in London to help them just realign their service delivery and build out their processes, um, uh, uh, you know, to, to make their business a bit more robust. Um, but I think it it wasn't particularly true to what I'd really enjoyed doing within my MSP, which was that focus on tooling and automation. Um, and actually, the, anecdotally, the introduction to Zementum came by way of uh, being forced into a demo by the C- my CEO at that company. You know, we, we'd identified that we really needed some kind of quoting platform, and. Uh, here I am assigning that label. You know, we we needed a quoting tool and. Um, The CEO said, well, I I said to him, look, we need a quoting tool. Quoting out of Autotask is really painful. You know, I've had QuoteWorks for the last five or six years. I know what's possible. And this is such a regression to trying to do it out of Autotask's opportunities and quoting. Yeah, just everything was taking so long. And so I said, look, we need QuoteWorks. There's no two ways about it. It's not expensive. I know it inside out. I can implement it. We can have it up and running in a couple of weeks. Let's go. With it. And he said, Ben, hold on a minute. Shouldn't we at least look at what else is on the market? And I was so firm and probably quite rude in my response. I said, there's absolutely no point looking at what else is on the market. QuoteWorks <laughs> have been doing this for 20, 25 years. I know it inside out. It's the market leader. We're going with it. And he sort of sat me down and he said, Ben, stop. Look, I've heard about this other platform's momentum. It's making a lot of noise in the industry. I've seen it on tech Tribe. It's really getting raved about. Let's at least have a look at it. And so so I sort of huffed and said, "Okay, fine. Let's have a demo and and just see what it's about, and then we can implement quote works." So that was <laughs> so that was kind of January, February this year. And when I got on that demo uh, with one of the the sales reps at Momentum, a guy called Sam, I was just absolutely blown away by by what they were building. Not just by where it is today, but. By the clear, the vision that's there and the problem they're trying to solve. And, you know, so to go really from this six-year love affair with quote works in a matter of minutes to seeing something that really solved a problem, I think that hit me, really hit me where it hurts. And I thought, okay, this is really exciting. And so I reached out to Shruti, the CEO, I think just on LinkedIn and said, hey, this is where I'm at. Let's have a chat. And fast forward two months, I'm sitting, yeah, sitting on the momentum side of the fence, um, adding w- whatever nuggets of gold I can to the roadmap um, to, to drive it forward from from an MSP's perspective.
0: That's a brilliant story. A very and long should- answer
1: to a very short no. question. <laughs>
0: it's it's a, it's a great story to hear yeah. like i can see we've got a number of raving fans of not only Zementum of yours uh, joining us in the live audience today so i'll give shout outs to people if you're using Zementum let us know in the in the chat and um, we can certainly give you a shout out ask your questions of ben as we go along here today now cuz it's interesting you know you, you talked about quote works you've got the background in Autotask. Um, you know, you've got a lot of technical and business expertise across the board in a managed service provider. So I can see why Zementum was so interested in bringing you on board. Give me an idea. What does a typical day look like for you at the moment uh, as a Zementum product manager working with UK MSPs? What sort of questions are you getting through?
1: Well, I think the first thing I'd say is product manager is probably completely the wrong title. Um we we were looking for for a title so that I could at least join and, you know, we could put an email signature together. But I probably only spend about, you know, I until Dementum I had no idea what a product manager did. Um and I suspect my approach to product management is is very much Coming up with slightly batshit crazy ideas, throwing them at the developers and saying, Can we do this? Um, and getting a lot of pushback with uh, Ben, that no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> and, th- and then trying to circumnavigate it, you know, go up to CTO and say, Rahil, look, I know it's mad and the engineers are saying no, but can we just do it? Because we've got a lot of MSPs asking for it. Um, and so a, a lot of my time really at the moment is being spent. Um, just talking to the MSPs, you know, whenever I see anyone mentioning anything on one of the, the communities the you know, one of the Facebook communities or Tech Tribe, you know, it, if, they've, if they look confused or lost with the Zementum product, I'm quite happy, you know, to jump in, set up a call with them and understand why they're lost and if there's something that we can really do to fix that not just for them but obviously if they've got lost probably other people are getting lost in the same way um so i I think really i see myself as more of an evangelist for the msp community within zementum than i do as a zementum employee um i'm sure my bosses would have an, another opinion of that. But, but you know, I, I really quite wholeheartedly believe that my role at the moment is to push the MSP's agenda within Momentum and make the platform as brilliant as we possibly can to solve that enormous sales problem for
0: MSP's. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Now you talked, I want to move forward and talk about sales a little bit. So we've got a lot of MSPs watching us today, a lot of IT solution providers. They're interested in the tool, but you mentioned earlier about the challenges that you had with sales when you're an MSP. I'd like to say it mirrors my experience. I'm going to be upfront and honest here. I've said this before on the show. You know, I got into this industry because I'm a techie geek, I love helping people. And then all of a sudden I found myself owning a business. And a business needed sales, and I had to. I felt as though I had to persuade people, Ben, to buy what I was selling. I've since learned that's not quite the truth, of the matter. But how would you describe your experience with managed service sales?
1: Do you know that? I think that story resonates with me, and it will resonate with most people watching this. Um, there's there's two types of MSP. Really, there are sales led MSPs that. Haven't got a clue how to deliver, and there are engineering-led MSPs that haven't got a clue how to sell. And I think you know to be really, really successful, the ones that are really successful manage to nail both. It's either because the engineering founder finds that best right-hand person to head up sales, or vice versa. But I think interestingly, you you can you can't teach a salesperson engineering overnight because. You know that whole problem-solving skill set comes from deep within. Without wanting to sound too, you know, metaphorical about it, but you know, it's got to come from passion, really. But you can give engineers the tools that make it impossible not to sell, and so. that that i think is is what's really interesting at the moment to me is how do we find the best tools that make it impossible for an engineer not to sell um i'm not sure that really answers your question but (laughs) there we go that's me um yeah i've I think i've learned a lot more about msp sales since leaving my msp because you can look at things from that external perspective when you're in it you just assume what you're doing is the right thing or you assume what you're doing is the wrong thing but you have no idea how to fix it and it's very difficult to take a step back and just look at your processes overall and think what am i doing wrong well probably because most engineer-led msps are too busy to even take a step back to before they can even start thinking about it. So it's a real challenge. And I've had, you know, over the last six months or so, I've had this amazing time to reflect. Um, I, you know, stupidly, I was was reading through some of the Tech Tribe materials the other day, and I hadn't been a member of Tech Tribe until very recently. And I think it would have totally changed the way I did business. you know, some of the templates, the materials and the conversations going on in there have taught me a hell of a lot very, very quickly um, about how to do things better, especially the, the processes, how to engage with your customers. Um, so I, I think for, for me, the success in being able to sell effectively is understanding what problems your clients are trying to solve and it's so many people say it and it's only recently clicked with me is that concept of selling value rather than selling you know selling the tools you're not selling antivirus you're selling security that that those kind of conversations and looking back on it you know pretty much every quote and proposal we sent out had these things itemized It was, we were setting ourselves up to be picked apart by the clients, say, wanting to shave, you know, oh, well, if we take this backup off, that will save £4 per user per month. And maybe we don't need this advanced email security. That's another £2 a month. And as soon as you present something in that way, you're just selling something that's so overly commoditized. But, and I knew what I should have been doing, which was packaging up a solution and selling the value, but I still didn't do it. You know, and we had the conversation over and over again with my sales director, and with him always saying that you know we need to package this up better. And we kept trying to package things up, but ultimately we kept falling back on these stupid line items and having our quotes and proposals picked apart by by vultures. Um, I. It, Totally drift off onto an anecdote. You know, partner and I, we we just moved into a new flat. And we're looking for curtains, and. So we got two suppliers in to, to talk to us about curtains and they both had a very different approach to it. One of them was asking me questions whether I wanted like lined or interlined or blackout lining or, you know, did I want white or ivory lining? I'm like, sorry, white or ivory? Would someone like to explain to me, you know, what is the difference between white and ivory? First of all, I'm partly colorblind, but second of all, I just don't care. You know, what I wanted, the other the the other curtain supplier, on the other hand, sort of came in and basically said, This is the kind of colour you want to go with the walls. They're gonna look fabulous, open or closed, and they're gonna keep the light out and it's gonna make the room cozier, and this is how much it costs. And you know, totally different industries, but but map that experience onto selling IT sales. You know, the customer doesn't care about lined or interlined. They don't care whether it's WebRoot or Kaspersky. Actually, they probably don't want Kaspersky, but they, you know, they don't care whether it's WebRoot or, or Sentinel One. They don't care about these things. They want to know it's going to work, it's going to keep them secure, and this is how much it costs.
0: Yeah, I love, love that approach because for so many people watching this, it is in our nature as techies to try to want to, get passionate about talking about features and the reality is as you've just really well uh, highlighted with your anecdote about curtains there you know it's the benefits that we're interested in as the buyer we could not care less about the features it's the benefits that it brings us so i'm intrigued in in terms of new msps let's say if you were starting from scratch with both run msp businesses if you were starting from scratch though at what stage would you suggest that an MSP get a sales acceleration platform? And did you notice there, I didn't call it a quoting platform.
1: Yes, I did. Correct. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know really. I, I would. I think really as as early as possible. But you need to have a view of what your overall stack should look like, because. I think the the integration between these tools is probably the most important thing. If you don't have a seamless flow from that subscriber lead first contact on your website through to sending out the invoice, things are gonna fall apart along the way. So, I mean, there's four kind of key tools along there. There's your marketing CRM, your sales acceleration or sales CRM like Zementum. There's your PSA and there's your accounting platform. And long term, you know, it takes a certain level of maturity to reach that full stack. But so I think looking at the, the minimum features needed, in my view, you really need a PSA first like you you need a psa to run an msp business but as soon as you've got an msp an msp nailed down a psa nailed down then i think really is the time to start looking at sales acceleration because the marketing bit can come later you know within a platform like Dementum, you can manage a good 50 or 100 opportunities on the kind of the boards and the views that are in there it's only when you get past that point that you need to start bringing in the the automation Power behind marketing, you know, a platform like HubSpot, which is probably going to cost you thousands of pounds a month. It's in a whole other league, but that's probably the thing I would add last. You know, it'd start with the PSA, but then pretty soon after you've got the PSA, I'd bring bring sales acceleration in.
0: Okay, so you've got professional service automation tool, then you would bring so you you know your AutoTask, your Atera, your ConnectWise harmony whatever that might be then you would bring in a sales acceleration platform such as um zementum to to complement that you talked about then as well having you know your accounting package and maybe a marketing uh, package in there as well so you're looking at at least four tools that you've uh, you've talked about in the stack there
1: yeah and and i think you build it from the end to the beginning you know, you, you need to uh, Conscious, I'm doing left. I don't know if I'm doing left to right, right to left. But we'll run with it. Um, you need your accounting tool first. You've got to be able to submit your taxes. It, you know, in the UK, your VAT returns. You don't stand a chance without an accounting tool. Once you've got your accounting tool, because you can also, you know, you can add time to it. You can put line items on for your licenses and stuff. You know, you can bill your clients. That's the most important thing. Can you get money out of your clients? Because there's no point doing anything else if you can't. Send them a bill. Um, so, you know, you've got to get your accounting in place first, then start managing those clients on a PSA, then start accelerating your sales, then start accelerating your marketing. If you try driving marketing, you're going to end up, you know, we're talking to a couple of uh, marketing agencies at the moment that specialize in MSPs. They've all got HubSpot and a PSA. And the marketing agency is saying, hey, our clients don't think we're generating any leads. We're trying to explain to them that actually we're generating loads of leads but they can't close them. So you know, there's no point going into this lead generating mode until you've nailed closing them. And that's really where you need kind of the the sales acceleration to fit in. Yeah.
0: So we're getting some questions coming in live. I will get to everybody's uh, questions here. We'll put Ben on the spot. But David Carr on LinkedIn says, um, Hey Richard, thanks for uh, hosting. He says, question for Ben, what is Zementum's USP? Now, there's a sales question right there. People talk about USP. First of all, explain what a USP is to the audience. And secondly, in answer to David's question, how how would you explain Zementum's USP?
1: So, first up, I'd say I have nothing to do with sales at Zementum, so I'm probably going to use all the wrong terminology and the marketing people will have my head on a platter later. Um, USP, unique selling point. Yeah, I think Zementum's got a couple of USPs at the moment. One. Nobody else is doing it. You know, we really are the only people doing sales acceleration. There are quoting tools out there, and this is why we don't want to be put into that quoting box, because we do so much more around it. You know, we are the only platform out there that helps you get from that prospect opportunity point all the way through a signed contract. And um, you know, I, I think there's there's various stats behind it. We have um, quite a lot of detailed aggregated stats on the way MSPs are using the platform. And typically, we see closing something like four times faster. So, if the typical close speed, you know, sales cycle, trying to find these old sales terms from my sales director, all I can hear now is time kills deals, time kills deals. Um, If you can get that sales cycle down from eight days to two days, that's the kind of improvement we can see with Zementum. Um, But also, bizarrely, a 600% increase in opportunity close value. Now, I don't really understand entirely how that works. But I think by by leveraging options and a certain level of professionality to what you're presenting, you know, if you can easily put on the quote you're, let's say you're selling an HP laptop, if you can quite easily pop on options for the monitor, the accessories, the five-year next business day warranty, you know, we all know there's no money in selling an HP Elite book. There's a lot more money in selling an HP Elite book with a five-year next business day warranty. So by being able to put those options onto the quotes, we see this massive increase in, in the average margin that MSPs are closing.
0: Yeah, thank you for the question, David. hope that answers it. Uh, keep your questions coming in on whether you're joining us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Carrier, Pigeon, Smoke Signal. We will get there for all of them. On to, uh, to the point there about you know, have adding options uh, for people. Uh, my great friend, Andy Parks, who runs iBit Solutions in the West Midlands. Years ago, Andy taught mm. me, uh, I was going to call it a trick, that sort of doesn't do it justice. He said when he sends his invoices out to clients, managed service invoices, Ben, it used to include all the services that the client didn't take. And he saw an upswing in in clients then coming back and saying, oh, we didn't realize you did that. Can we have that as well? (laughs) So, it's a really interesting tactic. If you make people aware of what they're not taking as well as what they're taking, it naturally just leads to upselling opportunities.
1: It it does. And, And anecdotally, again, both my parents are retired solicitors. And One of the things that I think we often found an issue when within the MSP was when we'd made recommendations and the client hadn't gone for it, and then there was an issue. Like you offer them backup, they say, no, don't want to spend two pounds a month, (laughs) no brainer. Um, You know, don't want to spend two pounds a month. And then there's some kind of data issue and there's no backup in place. Actually, uh, totally aside from the sales, by putting these things on the quote as an option, the, it's very easy to then demonstrate to them later six months a year down the line when they've forgotten hey look we actually offered you this when you signed off on your main contract and right. you know it's not our fault you didn't take it yeah so I'm always looking for the problem rather than the solution when it comes to these kind of things
0: no that's that's why you are uh, nailing it in the industry and building your reputation there right I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Zementum platform because we're getting lots of questions around that specifically. Before we do, though, I just want to delve a little bit more into your experience. So let me ask you the question around sales when you run an MSP and what you've learned since looking back. How much time do you think an MSP should be dedicating to sales and the sales process?
1: All of your time, you know,
0: all of your spare time. Like, it's such
1: a hyper-competitive market. You need to be able to differentiate yourself, but you also need to be able to dedicate time to it. uh, again, you know, as part of this six months of reflection, I've had looking back at how much time I spent working in the business rather than working on the business. You know, I, I hate using these catch buzz phrases that you know all well, the nasty sales coaches like to use. You know, you've got to work on your business, not not in how your business. You, I, I, I
0: use that term all the time. <laughs>
1: I've got a few in mind. Um, Yeah. I I don't want to sound like that because it's just not what I, what I want to do, but you've got to, you've got to listen to that, you know, and I think working on your business, really, you've got to nail your technical processes, your SOPs, you know, the, standard operating procedures and make sure that your team know what they're doing but then every day you know ask yourself am i creating a job or am i building a business and if if you if the answer to that is ever that you're just creating a job you need to shift focus and i think you know the, the more time you free up by trusting your team to do what they do best, hiring the right people, working on the business, you can then really spend a lot of time driving sales. I didn't spend anywhere near enough time doing it. You know, Like I said, I know a hell of a lot about the pain of trying to sell IT services, not necessarily the success of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you talked earlier on, and we've got a question here to do with integrations. We've already talked today about you know marketing platforms, PSA platforms or um, accounting platforms. Can you talk in more specific terms about the automations that Zementum already has built in to perhaps some of the major players in the market?
1: Sure. So so do you mean automation
0: or integration? Sorry, integration. I beg your pardon. i have mixed up because I I want to talk automation in a minute. Thank you for correcting me. Integration, because (laughs) so many questions saying, do you integrate with this, that and the other rather than name them all? I just wondered if you could uh, run a few of them off.
1: Yeah, so I mean the the integrations are reasonably tight at the moment. Um I was just trying to log into my test tenant now. So in, in terms of PSAs, we've got Autotask ConnectWise, Synchro, and Caseya BMS. Um we've had several really great conversations with um the delightful Tim Bowers at Halo PSA, which is making some serious noise at the moment as well. Um and so we're in the design Phase at the moment of an integration with Halo PSA, I'm really excited for that one. I think Halo has the the opportunity to really knock some of the big boys off their perches now. Um, uh, so so that's the PSAs. Hopefully we'll have Halo out maybe at the end of this quarter. I know I. Our- um head product manager will have my head for that one um but definitely by the end of the year is that never promise timelines ben never promise timelines so first thing i'm straight on to tech tribe two weeks for that one three weeks for that one
0: <laughs> it's Just between you and us ben it'll be fine nobody else will hear about that
1: yeah <laughs> um So, so yeah, hopefully by the end of this year, there'll be five PSAs, which, which, you know, the major ones. Um, Then in terms of marketing automation, we've got Infusionsoft and HubSpot nailed. So, you know, my dream stack, HubSpot, into Zementum, into Autotask, into QuickBooks Online. You know, we've we've got that nailed for for Infusionsoft. I think it's now Keep. And, um, and HubSpot. We've handled the PSAs. There's then various integrations with distributors. Um, so for the US, we've got um, obviously Ingram and tech data, we've got those pretty much across the world. In the UK, we're uh, just about to release West Coast. Um, and obviously, I'm naturally pushing for lots more of the UK integrations because but you know, I know them better. Um, yeah. We've got um, some of the most of the big distributors in the US um, and those, d- and then the same for Australia and New Zealand. So we've, we've got quite a lot of distributor integrations there. And where those really add the value is the fact that you can so quickly and easily while creating a quote, you just do that quick search for Dell Latitude and it will tell you current models, what the specs are, who's got what in stock, and how much it's going to cost you. And you can just put that straight onto a quote with all the specifications, a picture of the product, you know, everything you need. That makes sense. Um, oh, so- and then one other category of integration, sorry, is the, is the payment gateways. Because um, obviously, <laughs> Give me my money. Um, and so we've got Connect Booster integration, which has been around for a while um, until. Uh I was about to say until a couple of days ago, but I think next week ACH payments are supposed to be added. So we've been doing credit cards on Connect Booster for quite a long time. We've just rolled that out to Canada as well. Um, We're about to roll out ACH payments, which I think a lot of people out there are going to be quite excited by uh, through Connect Booster. But then in the background, we're also working on a Stripe integration, which I think is the really obvious one. Like if I'd been in charge a year ago, I'd have said, Push, let push Connect Booster to second, and do a quick, you know, quick and easy Stripe integration first. Um, so yeah, again, pretty soon we're going to have Stripe out there for you to quickly and easily take credit card payments.
0: That makes sense. Thanks for listening those off. So we've got other people asking about Kaseya. Yes, I can see on the Zementum website, there's integration with Kaseya there as well. Somebody else has asked about Zapier or Zapier, depending on which way you pronounce it. Uh, do you uh, allow uh, sort of hooks into to Zapier there?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So you won't find it on the Zapier website. Um, platform you have to do that from the Zementum side once you log into Zementum go to integrations there's a button to add Zapier it's a private connector um we're working on publishing it at the moment but so yeah we we can hook into Zapier um actually I was uh spent like the last month pretty much it feels like helping people build out various Zapier integrations into weird, wacky, wonderful tools. Um, you know, if, if there's MSPs out there, if, if you're using Zementum or if you're not using Zementum, want to use Zementum? If there's weird workflow stuff you want help doing, just you know, reach out to me. My, my contact details are going to be at the end, or connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm here to evangelize for the MSP community. So if you want to see an integration with something in particular, doesn't matter how mad it sounds, reach out to me, talk to me about it, explain the use case. If we can do it immediately on Zapier, I'll happily give you a couple of days of you know my brain to try and work it out with you. Um, but otherwise, I can also push
0: for for that proper native integration as well. Very cool, Ben. We've got some other questions here. So Mike Proud across on Facebook asks, he says, can Zementum create accounts in Autotask or does it have to pull information from Autotask first? So that's a great question. I know Mike runs uh, an MSP in the northeast of England, uh, Autotask shop there.
1: fellow northerner of yours Um, so (laughs) so yeah it's a full bi-directional sync with all the psas so when you first sign up to zementum if you're already using psa it will pull in all of your existing accounts but also if, if you think about my dream stack let's keep going back to it you don't want Things that started at the subscriber phase, you know, you don't want all the leads that never go anywhere polluting Zementum. You don't want all the opportunities that never got signed off polluting Autotask or, or whichever PSA. You don't want all the, you know, clients or the opportunities that go a little bit further, but the dead ones that, that are, you know there's no billing for polluting your accounting system. So at each point ideally all the data should be pushing in one direction so yes if you create an account in zementum you create an opportunity in zementum once it hits that one stage and you're ready to move it on to the autotask journey or, or the psa journey then yeah absolutely it, it creates things going that way but it'll also pull stuff back when it's updated
0: very cool and for everyone not at all, Ben. You know, people are uh, eating this up. Very grateful for the uh, for the information you're sharing. And in answer to everybody's question, yes, I will make sure to share Ben's uh, contact information at the end here because I know, Ben, you've already won a number of raving uh, fans here. In fact, Jason says, uh, just looked at momentum. sign me up now. Um, talking of raving fans, uh, the legend that is Andrew Moon, who does incredible LinkedIn for MSP uh, content here. He says, um, can you ask, what were these CRM tools that you mentioned again? He said you he heard Keep, uh, Infusionsoft, HubSpot, ActiveCampaign. What else is there? Um, so we've got
1: uh, Infusionsoft, Keep, and HubSpot. I, th- I believe we've got a Salesforce integration, but it was built quite specifically for a large organization. I don't know if it's in production, but I can probably get it pulled into production if needed. Um, ActiveCampaign and MailChimp, there's a couple of things out there. Um, they're not natively integrated but it would be quite easy to do something with zapier you know all you're really looking to do is once uh, a contact reaches a certain stage you know in active campaign or whatever you know i'm sure you've got automations there once they reach for example sales qualified then push them into uh, into zementum yeah that's really easy to do with zapier so
0: reach out happy to happy to make it happen Fabulous. Well, get your questions in for Ben if you've got anything Zementum specific, anything to do with the MSP industry. As you can see, Ben has got a lot of knowledge that he is uh, willing to share. Question here, an interesting one because it's, it's more to do with the MSP sales process as a whole. Uh, a question from Jason, he says, we don't get many sales inquiries. Why do we need a tool? Oh, and by the way, how do we get more inquiries? <laughs> but to, you know, to, to paraphrase yeah. that question, there's going to be a lot of people watching this saying, well, I'm not sure we want to invest in the tool because our marketing uh, sales funnel isn't right at the moment. Will getting the tool help to fix the funnel?
1: It's not going to help you fix the funnel, but it's going to help you maximize a very thin funnel you know if, if you've only got two or three or four leads that you're working on you need to close like a hundred percent of them you need to close two hundred percent of them um but you know you've got to be able to close them and the easiest
0: way to close them is going to be with the right tools yeah that makes sense um i'm intrigued as well you know Why did you, you've got so much experience, why did you choose Zementum, a fairly new player in the market, to lend your experience to instead of maybe, you know, one of the bigger players out there? Because I know for a fact you weren't short of uh, sort of offers to go and join other companies as well.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, there were quite a few opportunities floating around, I think. And and actually, I'd I'd say quite personally, I talk about this, you know, to anyone who's currently running an MSP and thinking like I did, what comes next? You know, is there a life for me after an MSP? Um MSP owners, XMSP owners don't come onto the market that often. You know, generally they're lifetime businesses for, for most people. So there is a lot of demand for XMSP owners, especially smart ones. Um you know, get, get cut myself a break but you know there there is a lot of demand for xmsp owners um i think what really excited me about zementum is it's a problem i understand like on a really personal level i understand the excruciating pain of trying to sell it services to small businesses and what i saw in zementum that first time i looked at it with sam was a genuine solution to almost the entire problem, but then also all the gaps that I could just think, how has no one at Zementum thought of this? And you know, it became quite clear, you know, because no there were no actual MSPs at Zementum at the time, it's obvious why these little things fell through the cracks. And I think that's why, you know, I could see so much opportunity to add value, because I understand the pain. I really understand the pain. Um, And the other thing, the growth opportunity, um, you know, Datto, rewind 10, 12 years, there were like three or four people. Uh, Chris Tim, for example, you know, one of the really early Autotask people talks about how wonderful Autotask was to work at back in the day, you know, as it was scaling up towards a hundred people and there was so much going on, so much energy, just this, the attitude was just always delight the customer at any cost. and, and, What Zementum is right now, you know, we're up to, we're we're, we're what, two and a half years old, 2018, up to about 75 people, adding a couple of people a week to the team. Um, And that same mantra, just delight the customer at any cost. It doesn't matter, just delight, 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 delight. And I get to spend all day every day delighting people um, and pulling in the resources needed to delight people. and and so I can really I can see Zementum being the next dato scale, you know, billion dollar flotation. And I think to be to be a part of that at an early stage and to really be able to add value at this early stage is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I love it. I can see why you're a part of the business uh, there. And uh, you mentioned Chris, Tim you remind me of chris tim you know had a lot of it a lot does have a lot of experience in the msp industry you know i've got chris's book we've had chris on the podcast before it's so great to see so many people coming out of running a managed service provider and lending their expertise to the vendors to make the managed service provider business better as a whole so uh, kudos to you more more of this type of thing i mentioned earlier on Automation. I didn't mean to. I was talking about integration, but I mentioned automation. Talk to me about automation, uh, not just Zementum, but automation as a whole uh, across an MSP business. How can MSPs make their sales process flow more easily using automation?
1: If we come back to what I said earlier about giving the uh, giving an engineer the tools that make it impossible to sell, sorry, impossible not to sell. Um, sure. You know, when when all you want to do is solve problems it's quite difficult to pull yourself back into that oh I need to manage my pipeline I need to update my opportunities who's waiting for an overdue follow-up those kind of things so there's a lot there that we can automate around following up opportunities and automating the pipeline so that you can as an engineer you know do what you enjoy continue focusing on solving problems um, some really basic automations that I think add an enormous amount of value is things like scheduling follow-up calls a couple of days after sending out a quote. You know, generally, from my experience, quotes and proposals, they either get signed off within five minutes or they get signed off like two weeks later. And there generally isn't much in the middle. So I think what happens in a lot of MSPs is if they don't get signed off in five minutes, they give up. And right. so they need that encouragement to keep going with the opportunity. They, it, it, I, I don't know what the, the figures are, but you know, there's a lot of people that talk about the sheer number of touch points needed before you get that signed deal. And so if you can easily put in place the automation that's going to schedule a follow-up call two days after that it was sent, four days after it was sent, an email seven days after, you know, just doing those little things that make managing your pipeline less laborious, um, I think that that really helps.
0: Yeah, I've got to give a shout out for a fellow tech triber here. Uh, I know he's already a big fan um, and that's Steve Dempsey across at Nier Law. So to your earlier point about you know upselling and options there, Steve says, while using Cementum, I've got the ability to send a customer quote for one laptop and my proposal goes from $1,000 to over $6,200 because the client has the ability to change the quantity of the items ordered. It also allows our clients to add or upsell items such as monitors, docking stations, wireless combos on their own. So I know Steve is a, a raving, fan of your stuff and he's a great contributor to the Tetro. So uh, thank you, Steve. But another example there about using giving the client's options that's going to increase the amount of sales that you make
1: there. Coincidentally, that's pretty much exactly the 600% increase that we're we're seeing on average uh, across those kinds of opportunities. $1,000, you put one laptop on there, but give them the opportunity to edit the quantity. And before you know it, they've signed off six. Uh, yes. Plus, you know, plus all those optional extras. Um, and, and yeah, hi Steve, you know, thanks for that one. We uh, exchanged a couple of emails over the last few days, um, trying to work on a couple of things to help him out at the moment. Yeah, very
0: cool. So we're coming to the towards the end of our time here. So final call on questions um, uh, for Ben. Here, get your questions in on whatever channel you're using, and we'll make sure to ask them. I've got a question though, Ben. You know, you left the managed, you've not left the managed service world. Let me rephrase that. You've left the managed service provider behind, joined a vendor. What would you say is the biggest the difference in perspective that you have as managed service provider market now that you've seen both sides of the um, the virtual fence, so to speak?
1: I think the thing that surprised me the most, and it may be unique to Zementum, is the amount of reciprocal love from the vendor for the customer. Like when I was sitting in the customer shoes that, you know, that small MSP clearly not spending enough money with the vendor, did they really care? I think they did. And I think we probably were more than just a number to those vendors, even if we didn't necessarily feel like it. And what I'm seeing from the Zementum side of the fence now is, you know, despite these these thousands of customers, I know probably half of them by now. And we genuinely have conversations internally about customers, how we can make their lives individually better. You know, if, if we know, if a customer's reached out to our support team with a particular issue, even if we haven't been able to solve it there and then because we just don't have the feature or we, you know, whatever it is, we just can't fix it there and then. Believe me, that haunts us until it is actually resolved. You know, that those comments, those suggestions, they get logged on uh, our platform product board, which we use for roadmap management. And we can't unsee um, these issues until they get resolved. So, yeah. and I think what I would say to, to people who are still on the MSP side of the channel is your vendors probably do love you more than you realize. They just don't always make you feel like that, and I think what I'm really trying to do at Dementum is make sure that we outwardly project how much we care about the customers. You know, I don't ever want one of our customers to feel like I did to loads of our vendors back in the day. You know, I, I want everyone to feel listened to. I want them to see what you know that they they matter to us because. Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, on a very personal level, it's still quite raw how badly we were treated by a lot of our vendors. Um, and so, seeing the other side of that has been quite powerful as well. Yeah,
0: I would say, actually, and this is a, you know, uh, an open letter to the MSP industry, it is a tough time for vendors at the moment because they have lost the trust of a lot of MSPs and the wider market. And that is not picking on anybody in particular. So, what you have just said, Ben, Absolutely matches my experience of working as an MSP and doing consultancy work with the vendors. The vendors really do care about the MSPs, but perhaps don't show it as obviously as often as they need to. So shout out all to the to the vendors there. Appreciate what you do. Make sure to spread the love around there uh, because we know you care. Make sure the MSPs realise that as well. Ben, you are it, a yeah. brilliant. We're all human.
1: We're all humans at the end of the day, you know, when when you slag off a vendor on the tech drive or whatever, there's going to be people working at that vendor who work so hard to make your life better. And actually, it can be really quite hurtful seeing some of the criticism out there. You know, I feel some of the pain for Caseya, for example, at the moment. You know, they're in the spotlight a lot. I feel the pain for their product managers and their cybersecurity, you know, chief cybersecurity officers, stuff like that, you know, who's being ripped apart. I bet they work so hard. You know, they really do work so hard to do the best. And it's just unfortunate circumstances. Absolutely.
0: Ben, you are an amazing uh, advocate for the managed service provider industry. We're getting a lot of love for you in the chat here. So many people saying you rock. Awesome. Thanks for your time and everything. I'll leave you to go away and check out all the social channels with the individual contacts there. Lots of people asking for your contact details. So for anybody um, who wants to continue the conversation with you, be it Ben Spector, former MSP owner, be it Ben Spector, product manager at Zementum, if they want to continue the conversation with you, how can they contact you?
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn, Ben Spector. Um, if you want to talk about Zementum stuff, just you know, email me Ben at zementum.com. I'm sure when we're up to thousands of employees, it'll be Ben dot something or other. But for the moment, <laughs> I'm the only Ben at, ben at zementum.com. To, you know, just email me. Um, I, I can send you a calendar link. We can book some time. Always happy to talk to MSPs, understand what pain they're going through and understand how we can help them solve that pain. And I think it looks like my contact details might be down there. Unfortunately, someone beat me to linkedin.com forward slash Ben Spector. I'm Ben Spector oh. 1. Which, yeah. I, <laughs> the, it's, the,
0: the top Ben Spector.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with
0: ben, that. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. And I'll say up front here, you know, um, we've run one of these tub talk lives before we ran it last year as an experiment. We're going to turn this into an ongoing series now. So if you've got value from today, uh, uh, please, I hope you will join us again in the future. But I want to give a massive public shout out, massive uh, public thank you to Ben Spectre of Momentum for joining us today, for being a guinea pig in this whole endeavor here. Ben, I hope it's been fun for you. And
1: we all know about you and guinea pigs. If anyone's not <laughs> sure, do your research. First person to email me with an explanation of uh, Richard Tubb and guinea pigs gets a
0: $10 Amazon gift card. <laughs> wow well there you go so lots of people are searching for richard tub msp guinea pig now it's a real thing go and check it out but thank you everybody for joining us for tub talk live today as i said we are going to make this a regular series and i want to give huge thanks to richard hall and ben harding of fresh productions for making all of this possible it was a really interesting very first tub talk live you've got ben specter richard tub and then behind the scenes we've got richard hall and ben harding so we've got two richards two ben's Absolute chaos when we're trying to uh, to do the uh, pre-roll uh, for this one. But thank you, Richard and Ben, Fresh Productions, for making all this possible. Fresh do some amazing work hosting live and virtual events for the MSP industry. If you are a vendor, MSP want some help with your live or virtual events, encourage you to get in touch with them. Uh, for Tub Talk podcast subscribers, uh, we'll see you on Sunday evening uh, when a new episode drops. That's all the time we've got for Tub Talk live this month, though, we'll look forward to seeing you next month with another guest one final ask if you've got a guest that you would like to see on sub live drop me an email richard at tublog.co.uk. we'll do our very best to get them on ben ben richard me everyone out there thank you so much for your time today that concludes today's episode see you next month